I'm Alexandra Joe, content manager at Parting Stone, and you're listening to the Death Care Decoded podcast. In this podcast, we explore trends in the death profession, uncovering valuable insights through conversations with industry thought leaders. Our mission is to bring forward-thinking education to death care professionals. This week, I return to my conversation with Morgan Yarborough, services manager at Recompose, to talk about the importance of ritual building for grieving families. We talk about some of the ways that Recompose helps support families in ritual building, including a walkthrough of their carbon cycle ritual and being open to and supportive of at-home family care for deceased loved ones. We also touch on why ritual is important for all families despite the chosen disposition method. You're jumping into a conversation with myself and Morgan Yarborough. So we've talked about how Recompose employees are supported in confronting death day to day, different ways that the company supports them. But I also wanted to ask you about the services and memorials and rituals that you do at Recompose for families. Right now it's all virtual, right? But... When I first came on board, my job, one of my jobs was to develop kind of a template for people that was meaningful, but was an option if they didn't know what they wanted or they didn't have any kind of background just to help guide them. And I spent a lot of time thinking about that and thinking about how the purpose of Recompose really is beyond healing the world. The environment is connecting people back to it. And so I thought of what is, you know, what are we, what are we really a part of? What are these cycles that we are a part of? And what came to my mind was the carbon cycle. So I went back to my seventh grade science class and remembering all those little diagrams that I looked at. (laughs) And uh, I I studied that for a long time. And I was like, what can I take from this that really connects us to it and that will plug in people emotionally to this cycle? So I developed the carbon cycle ceremony and it has four key elements, light, breath, plants, and of course, soil. And light comes from, of course, the sun right? Sunlight that plants are part of this carbon cycle. So the sun, of course, inherently is part of that as well. Breath in that there's respiration in this carbon cycle. Plants take in carbon dioxide, breathe out oxygen. Again, plants themselves, as they decay, as animals decay, they turn into carbon, right? In the soil, they become soil. And then soil itself, that end result. And so in this ceremony, we start by lighting a candle to represent that light. And then once that candle is lit, we take some breaths together in tandem. I guide people through breathing to represent that respiration and really plug in with the rhythm of life. And from there, as you know, as you may have seen on our website anyway, people are covered in plant material as part of the recomposition process. And during the ceremony, you see that we have baskets of wood chips and straw and we place that on the shrouded bodies. So again, there's that connection back into plants and back into the knowledge that they help with this transformation and that they're part of this carbon cycle. And then we place the person in the vessel and we talk about what's to come, which is the soil. And this fourth element is a combination of the previous three. It's the completion of that cycle, but it's also a new beginning, just back into that same cycle, right? To grow new life, to grow plants that support us and that support animals and that will go through this process all over again. I think having that understanding recognizes that in death we have purpose still. And that there is life after that. And for me, who is not particularly religious or spiritual, this is a very spiritual thing. It's really changed my outlook on life and on death in a lot of ways. 
And I think that helps people with their healing and with recognizing again, you know, even though this is painful, there is beauty still. And that that seems to really resonate with people and to really click in ways that I haven't really experienced before Absolutely. as a funeral director. That is really incredible and really beautiful. I love so many aspects of that. I, I just personally, I love the idea of incorporating the concept of cycle and the cyclical nature of life, death, and existence in our human capacity and form into that, that feels good. And it feels like it could be accessible to a wide range of individuals and families that you're serving. So it's something that's not just for one religion, but something that every person mm -hmm. can relate to in and bring whatever their unique background is into that ceremony and, and thinking about the cycle. And that's what we've seen. Yeah, we've seen people who aren't religious and who just want to connect with the earth and with their person. And we've had people who are religious and maybe have a pastor come and be a celebrant with me. And they have their spiritual needs net as well as this need to connect with the natural world and honor their human. That's and amazing. That's been because really that's, cool. in my opinion, where death care should be headed, right? How do we create a platform that is supportive to everyone and that everyone can bring their own unique needs, perspective, views, desires, build this experience that's for them from this platform we're offering that doesn't alienate anyone? You know, I think that's really beautiful. Yep. And yep. yep. It's not my job to tell you how to feel about God right. or not God or whatever you believe. It's my job to act as a guide, to honor your person and to connect you to their transformation and to the environment is how I feel into the science behind it and the beauty and the magic behind it. That's it's not really my job beautiful. to judge. And then the other part that I really like is that there there's an aspect of ritual, you know, which is such a key element in helping people cope with and move into grief with intention is setting these rituals and, and they can be different for every person, but you're kind of helping them set something up with the lighting of the candle and using those steps in the cycle as a way to be mindful about what's happening and understand what's happening and the purpose behind it. I mean, that, that all is so ritualistic and, I think that's another thing funeral directors can be doing more is like focusing on helping families build ritual into memorial services, ceremonies, and the, the grieving process as long as they work with the funeral directors. Yeah. And that's something I think that funeral directors know. Um, mm -hmm. You know, ever since I've been in funeral services, it's been widely acknowledged that with the de-churching of America, people don't have anything to inform their death care rites and their rituals. And again, it's widely known that say you choose a direct cremation, for example, and you don't have any ceremony, that's, there's kind of a mm -hmm. disconnect there. And having that ceremony, having ritual is part of processing and healing and and saying, you know, a goodbye or a see you later or whatever with intention. And so what I really loved was in my early years of, of training, the person who kind of started the funeral home I was training at, Doug, good old Doug, I love him. Um, he's a good man. He was trained, you know, very conventionally. He had been a funeral director for over 50 years, but even he was able to recognize and to tell families, it's okay that you don't have a funeral with us or don't have a ceremony with us, but I really encourage you as a family, as a community to do something on your own, to have that, that component that will help you heal. And it was pretty wonderful to to see someone again who is much older recognize that human need that's amazing shout out to doug way to go doug that's awesome Doug is awesome <laughs> yes I hope he's listening you know he's like 80 something now so maybe not but in my heart <laughs> he's out there still maybe, maybe not probably not well yes sending, exactly sending energy to doug he'll feel it uh that's awesome what are some of the more 
interesting or cool or effective rituals you've seen in your yeah um, probably the most effective thing i've seen is when family is involved in caring for their person who has died getting started in home funerals and helping accommodate that it has been amazing to see how meaningful it is for people and how they walk away from that experience feeling i've had a person who did that with her mother kind of as a, a very pioneering thing many decades ago and she wrote about it and how meaningful it was and how it actually helped heal her and helped feel like she was doing something so important for her mom who, again, had cared for her, right, returning that care instead of just having right. their person kind of whisked away and then, you know, not seeing them again and just getting an urn back. That is incredibly effective. And not everybody has the capability of doing a home funeral or wants to per se. But having any kind of involvement, even if it's coming to the funeral home and putting flowers on their person or painting their nails or something like that, that's the most important ritual that I've seen. And I've also interestingly found that there is a lot of magic and power behind candle lighting. And I'd like to kind of study that more. It's, yeah. I don't really know why that is. I need to spend some more time thinking about it. But that is such a unifying act. It's, it's so cool to see how people resonate with that. And I've always loved candles. I've never thought about why too much, but it's cool. It's really, it's interesting. Just interesting. I, I think that that's, I think that's right. What about for cremation families, for families choosing cremation? Have you seen any interesting, like really effective or like meaningful rituals? Yeah, kind of, you know, and same thing in a lot of ways, having maybe a home funeral or something like that before your person is cremated mm, has been okay, helpful. Okay. Um, sending off little things for them during their cremation, like handwritten notes or maybe like oh. their favorite candy bar or something like that. You know, things like that have been very sweet. But when you get the remains back, you know, a lot of people like the reason your company exists, they don't know what to do with cremated remains. And so having having a plan for that and having ceremony and ritual around that has become um, something that is, to me, I mean, just incredibly important. I had a family who, they had a beautiful homestead and they had this like, I don't know if it was a ceremonial bowl, but it was just a beautiful bowl. And they put their person's cremated remains to be blown away by the wind, more or less. Wow. Um, yeah. So having something that is meaningful to you to do with those cremated remains will help in the healing process. And yeah, it is a way for you to connect with your family in the way that you feel is right or your your friends or your community. And that's, that's one thing our company is very interested in. We're also collecting data on the rituals that families are doing with cremated remains versus with solidified remains and finding that a lot more options are available with solidified remains because they're easier to travel with. They're, you know, you can share them easily yep. with friends and family, you know, all of these different things. But, you know, in my content creation, I'm working mostly with content for cremation families, you know, and how mm -hmm. funeral directors can help cremation families. And something we've realized is that burial has had hundreds, if not thousands of years of being the form of disposition. In that time, people have been able to develop very meaningful rituals and ceremonies that have been ingrained into society and expectations for what death is and, and what that should or supposed to look like. Cremations really only had like 30 years. It's new. Yeah, it's you know it's since like the '80s, mm -hmm. right? And so now is the time. There's this huge opportunity for funeral professionals to get to have a say in what kind of cultural rituals and ceremonies around cremation take shape. Yes, and so yes, and that's that's something that's of huge interest to me. It is, and there's a lot of options to and a lot of things you can do. And I think as a funeral home, really encouraging that participation around the body that person really before it's cremated. That's huge. I mean, that again, like I said, it helps fill the gap between well, the one day they're here and then the next day they're cremated remains. There, you got to fill that gap somehow. And so I, I really encourage more 
information and more options for that for funeral homes. That's that's going to be really, really important as cremation becomes more more prevalent and uh, as NOR becomes more prevalent mm-hmm. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got we have to think about those rituals and something you know, that I think is also helpful is giving families ideas, communities ideas of what you can do when you receive those things back. Because I have heard so many stories of, well, Uncle Bob's been in my closet for 20 years, and I don't know what to do yep. with him. So yeah, you know, it's overwhelming to think about. And I think a role as people in the death care industry is to help them find those ideas. I agree. Yeah. And again, that literally is the problem that Partingstone is trying to solve. Yes. Like what, there are 8,000 people a month that Google search, what do I do with ashes? Wow, that's you know that yeah. that doesn't actually surprise me when you say that based on based on all the things <laughs> that people have said to me and I'm like we could do something with Uncle Bob my friend. We yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and and you know it, Uncle Bob deserves a better he way. He does. He doesn't. You know, <laughs> yeah. I get I I don't it's only happened a couple of times, but I've gotten calls from like a Goodwill saying, "Hey, we found an urn here. Can you take it for us?" and it's like yeah. absolutely. And then I don't know. It's yeah. it's just like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to end up in a goodwill, although I would really love to create a weird experience for somebody in my, you know, after I die. That would be kind of yes. fun. However, <laughs> there's better options out there, I think. So <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> That's a story they'll never yeah. forget. So uh, right. yeah, there's there's better options oh. out there. But what I really like is that in Eugene there's a really big glass blowing community. And so I've had some people go and take some of the cremated remains and have them, you know, in a custom kind of glass, you know, hand blown glass ornament and one of yeah. my favorite clients and you know that I've ever had she'd, she'd come in to say hello every year and she always would have that little ornament in her pocket with her and she'd visit the cemetery and visit other family members who had been there and it's like she had that person right there with her and I always got to you know hey Bob nice to see you again you know hey Peggy nice yeah. to see you again it, it's that's that does yeah. help with people yeah it helps them to have that tangible tangible item it does and I mean that's again I'm sitting here like with my my cat, so you know, sweet. like yeah. right here, yeah. And uh, yeah, the the only thing about like the glass blowing, which I think is beautiful and and a wonderful thing to do, is what do you do with the rest of the ashes? Exactly, it only uses a tiny exactly. amount of remains. So just send them over to Parting Stone. Yeah, it's like know? a teaspoon. <laughs> a teaspoon of remains go into the glass blowing, yeah. and then it's like you still have this entire like ten cups of cremated remains, typically, right? So yeah. yes, yeah, exactly. Thank you. This has been lovely. Thanks, Thanks so for much for coming on. on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Anytime, anytime. Thanks so much. This production is brought to you by Partingstone, who wants to remind you that when your families choose cremation, they don't have to receive cremated remains.